Previously on Those Were the Days. And this is going to sound very strange, but I swear I can explain it. Uh, this is another show you can smell. If you need any more information, I can be found at the MacGuffin Hotel, room 237. Can't not dance when listening to whatever music <laughs> is played. <laughs> Just use yours. He's the old version of Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. Oh boy, do I have history with this show. Can you have it pop open for me exactly when I need Movies I have that I enjoy watching the first half of. Yeah, I had to spend the night in county because the the card game I was at got <laughs> raided by the cops because Angel punched a detective. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. were the days, the show where we try to unravel what people in the past were thinking when they made television shows. My name is Amy, and this week I am hosting the final week of our Private Investigator series, uh, and I have got for us a real good old whodunit, but I can't solve this one by myself. I'm going to need some classic caper Oh, I lost it. I, I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't solve this by myself, so I'm going to need our very own Sherlock Holmes, Stephen. Oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait to take the bus. This is going to be such an exciting trip. Ah, crap. Rain. That's unexpected. Wait, is it legal for them to just pick up people on the side of the road? That guy looks shifty. Oh no, and now we broke down. Uh, good thing we have this cozy kitchen to stay at. Oh, man, the waitstaff is gone. Wait, a dead guy. My money's on the Gorton's Fisherman. Is that a first edition Roadhog cabinet? Hey, Tom Bosley, give me some quarters. Our very own Hercule Poirot, Audie. Hi there, yes. I need one bus ticket to Boston, please. No, just the one. Uh, the name, you can put it under murder. That's right, Murder. No, not Mulder. Murder. M-U-R-D-E-R. Yeah, I've got business on that bus. I mean, I'll have business in Boston eventually, too, but the bus is it for me this time. I'm trying to figure out how I should go. Vengeful son? Distraught bus driver? Oh, maybe overzealous college librarian. Or maybe even a random sailor. Then there's always the old man who can't stop talking about the weather. Sorry, was just thinking out loud. No worries. I'll be there right on time. There's no way I'm going to miss this bus. <laughs> <laughs> and our very own Benoit Blanc, Travis. Music department, Jeff speaking. Oh, hey, Mr. Fisher. Oh, you working on a new Murder, She Wrote episode? Great, great. All right. So uh, so what are we thinking for this one? All right. So it's set in a single night. Mm-hmm. Jessica and Sheriff Amos have to take the bus to Portland. Okay. But it gets caught in a storm, and they have to stop at a little diner. All right, all right, all right. And then they find out a guy is killed, and we need to figure out who the killer is and what they want. Oh. So you want something kind of familiar. How about some legally distinct Bernard Herman-type stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do something like Psycho, you know, but, but just different enough that you don't get sued. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll talk to Mr. Bell. We'll get working right on that. Great. We'll send something over in the morning. All right. Well, you have a good one, sir. I think David's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered, uh, for this private investigator, we've covered the licensed and uh, the larceny, and we've covered a lot of adventure, and there was a lot of running and fast cars and not-so-fast cars, and it's been a lot. And now, um, we've slowed it down a little bit. Mm. With Murder, She Wrote... Murder, She Wrote, which ran for 12 seasons from 1984 to 1996 and Good honestly Lord. really just stopped because Angela Lansbury got old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. So it's the story of uh, Jessica Fletcher, who is an author, uh, a, a whodunit crime author from Maine because, because Maine. Uh, right. The very the imaginary uh, town of Cabot Cove up in northern Maine, um, and things happen around her, as they do in Maine. If Stephen King has taught us anything, 
And given mm-hmm. my time in Maine, I get it. Um, <laughs> and and she helps solve crimes. Um, there are a few recurring characters that appear in this show. We only got one, really, uh, in this episode. Um, so, the, I, I love this episode. I picked this episode because mm-hmm. we are, I feel like right now, we are in a renaissance of the whodunit. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Between Kenneth Branagh and his uh, his remakes of the Poirot stories, and then you've got um, Glass Onion and uh, the other one there that I can knives out, and then knives um, yeah. Only Murders in the Building is another mm-hmm. real good whodunit. So we're all about the whodunits right now. This we love murder. Real... Yeah. This yeah. is a real good one. Boy, was um, it. <laughs> So there's a lot of New England things that happen in this. I, I have to say that I I don't know that prior to this I had ever actually watched Murder, She Wrote. Um, but oh, I was wow. very clearly aware. I may have seen bits. <laughs> I know the story. It's Angela Lansbury. I don't know that I knew it was set in Maine, though. Mm-hmm. I think that fact really kind of skipped by me. Um <laughs> But I want to know if any of you have a history with Murder, She Wrote. And we will start with Travis. I honestly don't have a huge history with Murder, She Wrote. It ran for a long time. Uh, It wasn't like... I talked last week about how I grew up with with Magnum P.I. and Rockford Files. Those were my dad's shows. My dad loved the guy detectives, those guy shows, driving fast cars and punching people and doing all that kind of stuff. And Murder, Uh She Wrote wasn't really his speed. And my mom wasn't big into murder mysteries that I remember. So it didn't get watched a lot in the house, but I'm definitely aware of it. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't exist in the, in the U.S. from 1980 to 2000 and not <laughs> be aware of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Um, I, there were, uh, I, I had no idea that Tom Bosley was a recurring character. Oh, yeah. That threw me for a loop. Um, I want to. I, I have a lot of thoughts about the cast of this particular episode. We can get. It's into real later. good. There's a lot <laughs> happening here. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one that I was very aware of, and I caught bits and pieces here and there, but I never dove into. Uh, but sure, I'm probably going to. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Adi? Uh, similar to Travis, like it's it's one of those shows I know of, but never yeah. watched. It definitely played a lot in my house because my mother definitely, I remember her watching it all the time on her little TV elsewhere in the house while we were watching whatever we were watching. So It's what true crime women watched before there were true crime things to watch. Right. (laughs) Or read, you know, in between the true crime books. So, um, but yeah, definitely, this is a heck of an episode too, so. (laughs) How about you, Stephen? I don't recall ever sitting down and watching this, but I do recall it being on the TV. Much like Adi, I'm pretty sure I was doing something else. Because I, I was convinced that my grandma had it on frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I asked my mom, I said, did you ever watch Murder, She Wrote? And she said, oh, we love that. We watched it every week. And given that it ran uh, while I was alive, uh, you know, <laughs> for 1985 was, was the, uh, where I came along. So it was on TV at some point when I was a mm-hmm. child, and I remember the typewriter, and I remember the music, and I remember Mrs. Potts. Oh, Angela Lansbury uh, <laughs> doing her thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't work. I never watched an episode, but it it had a it had a presence. Yeah. Uh, in my youth, that mm-hmm. opening is iconic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely Very iconic. Very much is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I'm, funny because just real quick, like the opening and the theme song to it is. The opening is iconic. The music is great. It's so vastly different mm-hmm. from Magnum P.I. and from Rockford Files. It's the same style of opening, but it's such a different tone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I love it. I love the fact. I love how different it is. Uh, and it just sets you up for what you're going to watch, which is like a kind of just a, a quaint little murder mystery. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and another show where we got the 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 beats of the episode prior right. to the episode yep. starting. Yep. <laughs> Still in that zone. I feel like it's almost like a um you know, it's almost like the trigger warnings, right? It's like, okay, this is what we're doing this week. Okay? All right. Don't even <laughs> yeah. worry about it. Is everybody it. good with a who done it murder cuz that's okay. where we're going that's today. That's where we're going. 
Mm-hmm. Um, fair warning, this conversation could get a little crazy because there's a lot of things that happen and I do not have copious notes. So <laughs> there could be jumping around. It's going to be pretty is, good. This we got you covered. This was a show that I could not keep up with. There, it's a lot. <laughs> like It, it was, was like, like an whatever. entire season of only murders in the building condensed into 40 minutes. <laughs> yes. It was it's like we're going to throw out some character development. Impressive, yeah. though. Yeah. Impressive the way they mm-hmm. handled it all. Yeah. I was I got whiplash from this episode. Uh, I was like, wait, him? No, wait, him? No, wait, them. And I was convinced at one point I had it figured out. And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so these are shows that really, I think, benefit from commercial TV, right? Because mm-hmm. you go to commercial and then you're like, all right, let me think about this. And then you can have the couch conversation of, mm-hmm. no, but it's definitely this guy. No, 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 because this, you know, and then you come yep. back from commercial and you're like, oh, let's find out. Real good for commercial TV. Now you have to do it like serialized so that you have to wait a week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So in this one, uh, Jessica Fletcher and uh, Sheriff Amos are headed on the Boston bus to Portland, which I. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I just want to. We need so like they, a we need like a New England thing counter, right? Like yeah. a ding every time. It's something that ding. bothers Amy about New England. No, but I just want to. So they're going to Portland, and even even if they were going all the way to Boston on the bus today, which I feel like is about even because if you incre- if you account for increased speed limit, but also increased traffic, I feel like it's gonna average out from. Um, uh Newcastle Maine which the the whatever it is cove is just north of there that's where they get on the bus is in Newcastle um it, it's it's 4 hours to Boston it's only an hour to Portland it's not far <laughs> like it's not far <laughs> and like it is it it's it's pretty far north but it's on the coast which is where the people are it's not like in the middle darkness of Down East Maine, which is do what we call it. And we do see the Down East line, the bus line. Um, and, but it, it's fine. So, so they're going to get on the bus and they're going to the sheriff's conference. Is that what he said? I think but so. But she's given a so. speech mostly because she does his job the entire <laughs> mm-hmm. time. And now you do sometimes... Look at, like, especially once we get into after the murder has actually happened, and you go, how could this man be so incompetent at his job? But now, I'm not a huge true crime person, but I do listen to a true crime podcast, and that is sort of how it usually works out, right? The cops are like, they just want to get their big screen TV, and that... Mm-hmm. Now, so the the sheriff's... The sheriff's uh, car has broken down, and that's why we have to take the bus. Mm-hmm. We were going to drive. So the bus takes off. We have the charming character um, of the very stereotypical um, old guy with folksy knowledge. <laughs> now, he is the most main character in this entire episode. And then we learn he's from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. He is not from the Woo. He is from... Like somewhere way up there. That was weird to me. I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, I was Stop gonna ask right you now. about that because when he started talking, I'm like, that sounds like a pretty decent main accent. It was a pretty good main accent because the main okay. accent is very weird. Like if you think a Boston accent is hard to replicate, and Robin Williams will tell you that a Boston accent is hard to replicate, uh it the main one is weird. Because it's like, what if Boston, but also, I don't know, Georgia? Like, it's just, it's not, that's why we call it down east. Because it gets kind of like, like you flipped somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't quite know. <laughs> they do really do the, I, I I had family who lived in Canada, but they lived on Campobello Island, which is a tiny island that's owned by Canada, but it's off the pointy part of Maine. And so we drove up there and... Uh, stopped at a gas station and we really did get no one in this episode said you can't get there from here which was just very disappointing (laughs) because that's a big one it is a 
serious accent up there. It's like those little pockets, right, where you get like in Amish country where all of a sudden you're somewhere oh, and yeah. they've all got like an accent. Mm-hmm. Maine is like that an awful lot. Yeah. It's these little isolated communities to just. Yeah, when, when suddenly you realize I can't communicate with anyone here. Whatsoever. None of these words make any sense. I don't. What? Also, Man, he, you're walking in downtown Pittsburgh and you're like, what did anyone say? <laughs> By the way. Uh, I've created a, a, new, a New England Things counter. Uh, Excellent. If you just do bang anythings in the chat, it'll increment this number beside anything. <laughs> Perfect. Summer. Fantastic. That's how, that's how we're doing this. Right? Um, I also I loved that character's name, though. Cyrus Leffingwell. Cyrus Leffingwell. Um, Silas is a very good name. That's, oh, that's yes, a real good one. From the main Leffingwells. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and he was great because he really was that, like, every horror movie, right? The old guy at the gas station or the general store that's like, oh, I wouldn't go up there. Like, he was that guy. Um, yep. And yeah, he was, he was so, a more subdued version of Fred Gwynn in Pet Cemetery. Yes, exactly. Um, so... There's a pretty serious cast of characters of people that get on this bus. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Celinda Blair, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Right? Where did she <laughs> come from? <laughs> Can I just go ahead and say, I did not recognize anybody at first, and then the cast started showing on the credits. I was like, wait, what? Wait, uh-huh. what? Wait, uh-huh. what? Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, Angela Lansbury, right? Oh, Tom yeah, Bosley's yeah. in this. Oh, well, she knows him, so he's obviously a recurring character of some kind. Mm-hmm. Had no yeah. idea. And then it was yeah. just like, yeah. I just kept getting hit with a right and a left. It was like Linda Blair, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got Larry Linville, and I'm like, Rue McClanahan, what is happening Rue here? Right? McClanahan. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bus driver, Michael Constantine, is he's the dad in my big fat Greek wedding. Mm hmm. Which right. I thought was pretty psh, terrific. Psh, psh, psh. Yeah, Windex. Just put some Windex, Windex on it. I quote that, and I've never seen that movie. I say that all the time. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good hey, one. wait, you haven't seen? I, uh, I know a show you should go on. <laughs> um, so we, we go along at two points. The bus stops to pick people up off the side of the road. Um, one is outside a prison. Um, that's fine. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's all good. And then the other is a guy who his car was broken down. And the bus driver's like, hey, weren't you following us for a while? He's like, yeah, yeah, I was just, you know, I was hoping. Because we've got, we they get on the bus and we get a good old nor'easter. Like, that's oh, yeah. a real mm-hmm. one. Those those happen. It's ugly. Uh, been having them all summer, let me tell you. Um. And so they're going along, and the storm is terrible. They've picked up these two people, and now uh, the bus, they roll into town. I don't know what town, like, it's just a town? I don't know what I this town is. I don't think it's a town. I think it's just a oh, diner. It's, t- it's just, yeah, it's, it's it's just a diner slash bar. Right. Diner Dar- slash Diner bar, bar arcade <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. well equipped with a generator and a ham radio. Yeah. Uh, for reasons, the it's plot fine. demands it. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean this place had more nowhere. rooms than Zanadu. <laughs> this is like the Winchester of diners. <laughs> um, and so the bus breaks down outside of the cozy corner kitchen, all written with K's, mm-hmm. which in Northern Maine <laughs> might be intentional. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you find this in Alabama, you've made a wrong turn. Yeah. Right. Find somewhere yeah. else to yeah, eat. Just keep I'm going. just saying. I'm just saying that in northern Maine, similar. Could be intentional. <laughs> could have just mm. been a well-meaning person who just <laughs> screwed up. Well, there wasn't a lot of diversity on this episode, so who no. knows? No. Who knows? I mean, that's Maine for you. <laughs> um, so they... There's something wrong with the bus. All right. Um, so Ben, Ben, bus driver Ben, who is filling in this mm-hmm. evening because the regular bus driver who uh, Jessica obviously knows who the regular bus driver for this route is. Yeah. Because why doesn't she? And this is one of my favorite things that we run into in all of these shows before before cell phones and very specifically before smartphones is just people that know a lot of things for no reason. Yes. <laughs> and I'm into it. 
uh, she pulls it out later and they like, oh, I was doing research for a book and I know that name. And it's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> so good. Whereas every writer friend I know doesn't remember like what they did yesterday. No. So oh, yeah, no. It's good. Not a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> so running this establishment, um, that was Ralph, right? Yes. Ralph. Yeah. All right, Ralph. Uh, oh, the wait staff. The wait staff went home. They're like, you know, stretch your legs. I'll, I'll fix the. I'll fix the bus. I'll see what we can do. So they go in for coffee, which is what any reasonable person would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I can't remember now why they go back onto the bus. She needs something. She went to get something. She left her she, book she, on the bus. She yeah. left her book on the bus. Of course. So she's going to go get her book. And oh, no. The man they picked up on the side of the road is dead. And he's been stabbed with a very big screwdriver. Ooh. Yeah. Now, in the, like downwards. Like, yeah, into it was the, not. Mm-hmm. Into the shoulder, through yeah. the collarbone, into the left lung. Yeah, it was, it was some, not good. Not, not good. It took that screwdriver journeyed, man, in now, more places. I did make note of the lack of blood, and I just attributed <laughs> it to like 1980s network television. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, like, I, I was yes. like, well, of course. My, like, my obviously. Initial thought was and that's like, yes, fine. CBS standards and practices. Yeah, no yeah, blood. yeah. That's right. fine. There's no blood. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there have been. Do you know how many westerns were shot where they just get you know bullets? Yeah, they just fall down. Yeah, hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. no blood anywhere. <laughs> oh, were we wrong? <laughs> All right. Well, now, now there's a case. Uh, Sheriff Amos, of course, has no real jurisdiction here, but till the till the local authorities show up, he might as well he might as well take charge. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. we get this is like classic whodunit, right? This is Clue. This is. From here on in, this becomes every whodunit because we are, it's Glass Onion. This is, we are stuck in a place. Someone has been murdered. It is someone in this room because no one else lives in whatever town they have stopped in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to talk through it with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where were you on the night of the murder? I was right here. I'm right here right now. It was two minutes ago. Yeah. You were looking at me. Literally just... Yeah. yeah, we were talking to each other. <laughs> so this what? is where we start to learn some of the people. Yeah. Um, so we do get uh, my my personal favorites were Professor Kent Radford and Miriam Radford, his oh, librarian Lord. wife, which is Larry Linville and Rue McClanahan. Yeah. Now my favorite thing about this is when when Jessica gets on the bus, uh, Miriam says, "Look, that's that's I forget what the middle initial is, JP. but." Is it P? Okay. It's J.P. Fletcher. Fletcher. And he's like, oh, I, I don't know what he looked like. Or I didn't recognize him. And she's like, her. And that is why women write under their initials. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. a lot. Um, so we, we find out that she is a, uh, that she's a librarian at the college. And mm-hmm. that he's Head a professor. And Head yeah. librarian, yeah, uh, and, and that Jessica's a... books are the the most stolen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny. Which I feel like that doesn't make any sense because once you've read the Who Done It, you maybe read it again to see if you missed bits, right? To be yeah. like, oh, all right, let me mm-hmm. see how we got here. Let me, what? How did I not put that together? And then yeah. I think you're good. Kind like, of. Yeah, yeah I don't know. think you need to. Who Done It's are hard to read three times or more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Ben, the bus driver, was obviously fixing the engine. Yeah. Obviously. Out in the rain. Right. Yep. Um, oh, Lord. It's the, so this is where it all starts to really get to be a lot. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. I'll, I'll tell you about Professor Kent Radford. Yeah. That guy, immediately when he started talking... I was like, this man is the human equivalent of like a saltine cracker. Like he's got just <laughs> nothing you want to talk to ever. Uh, Larry, but I found that Larry Linville. Yeah, Larry Linville's so good at that character, though, right? Because, oh, yeah. I mean, perfect. That's who he was in in Mash. Yeah, like, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was his character in MASH, was just the guy that nobody liked because he was <laughs> dull as toast. <laughs> yeah. And so he's perfect for that. Um, yeah, I loved that. Uh, Rue McClanahan was great. I love you've got, like, she's the hysterical one that's immediately so, so good. Yeah, because she goes to, like, she's like, oh, yeah, that's a good, like, because she winds up on the bus. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you had the same mm-hmm. thought I did. And then, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and she's and like, wearing here... those big glasses so you couldn't tell it was Blanche. It was a disguise. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, clever. And then it was like, here, have some coffee to calm down. <laughs> Wild choice. Mm-hmm. Wild yeah. choice. Well, and she's going immediately to like, well, maybe, maybe it's you. How do I know you're not poisoning the coffee? Like, she's the one accusing yeah. everybody else. Yeah, to which Ralph just like just... weird, <laughs> suspiciously drinks a cup and puts it back on the tray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he spent the last several years developing an immunity to iocane powder. <laughs> yeah, by the way, it proves in a, nothing. In a comedy, he does that and it burns the hell out of his mouth, right? Because yeah. it's just scalding mm-hmm. yeah. hot coffee. Yeah. And he just drank an entire cup of in one go. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanders back to the kitchen and dies because uh, yeah. it's so hot. Um, so Silas, Cyrus was, you know, um, doing wise old man things. That's where we find out that he's from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. The most main character in the entire show. He's life goals, by the way, for me. Like, bow tie, that hat, wandering on the bus. good. Like, I'm, I'm into whatever his life is at that point. That's who I'm going to be. Right? You just know Traveling. stuff about the yeah. weather. Don't mm-hmm. freak out when murdered people show up. You just kind of state the facts. <laughs> like yep. that's, Every time that's I go on do. vacation, it rains. Yeah. Yep. Go to the north of Africa. Statistically, <laughs> they have the least rain of anywhere. I don't yeah. have much use for camels. I will say, <laughs> I did like Larry Linville being a video game player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was cool. And this is, you know, this is still very... Very early in oh, the yeah. video game thing. I think this is just because this was what eighty five. I think this episode. Yeah, Eight, yeah. should be eighty four. No, maybe a little bit later no. than that. Um, but either well, way, the episode one. aired in eighty five. Okay, March seventeenth, nineteen eighty five. It's like post video game crash, but Nintendo hasn't taken over yet, so arcades right. are still the thing. But it's still looked down on. So there's that whole thing mm-hmm. where he's like, "Well, it's great mathematical stuff, and and it's fun." And yep. you get Jessica Fletcher kind of like rolling her eyes like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. Listen, in the 80s, my mom was killer at Duck Hunt, and it upset me how good she was. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Cyrus says that he heard the video game, so that checks out. Um, there's like a young couple that they're just, you know, just on our way to Boston, you know. Like you do from middle right. of nowhere, Maine. <laughs> yeah. I did like that it was $9 and something cents to yeah. get from north of Brunswick to Boston. Those, That's the good old days mm-hmm. on a bus. Yeah. Well, what was $9? Like $45? That's a good in, point. Probably a, about in, that. I, did, I try to do money calculations when I'm watching these shows. I don't catch all of them. I got yeah, one of no, them that's towards the end of this episode, but I forgot. I didn't check what nine dollars was. I I'm pretty sure it's like it's like gonna be right now thirty some bucks. Calculate. <laughs> no, it was also funny just how easily and readily everybody had cash and change available. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like twenty six dollars. Close. Boom. I close. went over though. If this is Price is Right rules, I would yeah, not win the chest of drawers. <laughs> you are not going to Bozeman, Montana. Dang it. Um, so the phone lines are dead. There's no phone in the uh, diner slash arcade slash bar, um, which they do reopen the bar for the very New England sailor. I don't have my New England sailor statue, but it's just that guy. <laughs> um He's going down, he's going back to his, his ship in Gloucester. Yeah, he is. It's true. Sure. It's good. 
I was going to make this a thing until later on, but I, I understand it's, it's a costume of sorts. But, like, yeah. I am a fisherman. If you didn't know I was a fisherman, I'm wearing a pink coat and a hat. You can tell because I, like, mm-hmm. I look like the guy on the Gorton's yeah. fish sticks box. <laughs> That's like, how you can tell. I look so, like I'm going to work at the docks. Okay, there, yeah. I look in my pocket. Phone, there was a phone in the diner in the office, but there was also a pay phone outside. Because when they first ask for a phone, he's just like, yeah, pay phone outside, which right. makes sense. But then later on, they do mention, like, well, the phone line's dead in the office. Right. And the phone line's right. dead outside. But I got this, oh, my son's got a CB my radio. My son's CB and radio. What I loved about this episode was it was a, such a good whodunit because they kept giving you reasons to question every single character at some yes. point. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, my son has a CB radio, but I don't know how to work the damn thing. Maybe one of you can. And it's like, I don't know if I trust you now, Ralph. Like, you made yeah, a decent Ralph. cup of coffee, and you can apparently bake a pie, but you know, I'm watching yeah. you. Yeah. And they yeah. all stared at each other at one point or another during this episode with that stare that says, I might be a murderer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. Camera lingered on him a little They're longer than necessary. And, mm-hmm. and how often Jessica's looking. Like, I've, I've definitely noticed that. Like, how often we catch Jessica looking at something specifically. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a like, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the writers like the people watching is a big part of it. Like even before somebody dies. Right. As you're just like people watching Mm because no person is made like no character is made up whole cloth from nothing. Right. Right. Like, yeah, you steal bits of people and then and then you squish them all together. Yeah. You know, but you get um, like you get Steve who doesn't want to answer any questions. Yeah, and yeah, he I didn't storms trust Steve off. answering questions. Steve, the only thing that that had me thinking Steve probably wasn't a killer is they landed on Steve being a killer within fifteen Real minutes early. of the episode yeah. starting, yep. and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Couldn't have been him. He's just yeah. being real shifted. He couldn't be more suspicious by trying not to be suspicious. Right. Don't, yeah. be suspicious. Be suspicious. Don't, be don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so we, we know that his, his suitcase is missing, right? He had the, the, the guy who died had, uh, we find that he was released from prison that day because Mm -hmm. we find his release papers in his pocket. Um, the, there's money in his wallet, so theft was clearly not the motivation here which is like a wild thing to think that you would murder someone on a bus just to steal whatever was in their pockets mm-hmm. right i think a smarter thing would have been to take the money um and then at least it throws the then everybody just can stop looking for why this guy yeah. got murdered mm-hmm. that whole two dollars the whole two dollars yeah. it's fine that was um, like seven dollars in nineteen eighty four. Um and in Maine that'll get you get you quite a bit. Oh yeah. You get so, a whole lobster sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it will not. Thirty two dollars <laughs> last year. Thirty two dollars. The a rumor I heard sandwich. was you could get a lobster for five bucks in Maine. Is well, that you a can lie? get like you can get one like it's not going to be a good one. Like, oh, okay. You can get a sad one from a man on a boat that does not want to sell this one. <laughs> but he will take your money for it. Yeah. And then you can, please. like, put it in a tank and keep it forever. <laughs> okay, it's only got one claw, and that's the good part. Um, <laughs> so um, so the, the other thing, so Jessica... So we we discover, right, so we're trying to figure things out, and it's like, okay, well, actually, though, right, like, everybody was right here, and there's no way that this could have gone. Um, There was loud conversation heard between the guy who died and someone. Um, Was that Steve? I've lost these names. That was Steve. All right. Mm -hmm. Because Angela saw them on the bus when they first got off. Right. No, we were just having a talk. It's fine. (laughs) Um. And this is the point at which we find out that there's actually, like, a lot of exits to this yeah. building. Um, people could have come in and out, like, from wherever they were, even mm-hmm. if they were accounted for. Great. 
feel like we maybe could have established that a little <laughs> earlier, gang. I'm telling you, it just gets the building gets bigger as required. <laughs> <laughs> the room of requirement yeah. uh, in Maine yeah. in a kitchen, yeah. like, just keeps. You're like, where'd the arcade come from? Wait, what just yeah. happened? Why it's is fine. why is there so much stuff in this little building? It's good. Um, it's the entirety of the town encased in one building, right? There's a laundromat. Yeah, there's like a laundromat back there too. And like, Ralph said he <laughs> let the help go home, but I don't think there. It's just him there. This is a weird yeah. Stephen King town where, like, he is the only person who lives there, and he plays all the parts himself when there's no one else around. You know, he serves himself pie across the counter, and then sits, runs around, and then sits down and eats it. And yeah, it's actually oh, pretty good. I want to go. I want to see this. Movie. I would watch that episode. I would yeah. watch that movie. Let's make that happen. That's a. That the, this is a. a I'm not jumping the gun, but that could be a Twilight Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Very well could be. Just, mm-hmm. just living living all by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jessica goes out the back door, and she finds the guy's suitcase. Okay. Um, so his name is Stoner, by the way. Yeah, good name. Just, yeah. Why did she run um, out the back? Like, why did she go take off around that corner? I, I didn't really understand why she left in such a hurry to go look out back. I... I don't know. Like, I don't know if she thought, like, oh, no, we forgot all of these avenues of where clues could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was in a hurry because, mm-hmm. like, Tom Bosley went one way. If I remember, yeah. he walked out the same car. He was going to go call or do something. Go talk to yeah. whatever. Look at the go bus. Be very she's like, okay. Bumbling. And then she follows out the other way. And I, I just don't, I don't know why. But this is, maybe it doesn't matter. Suitcase. Nah. So she does find the suitcase. Um, it has been rifled through. Someone was clearly looking for something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I love. I wrote that line down. I was like, "That's great. We've got so uh-huh. many more details. <laughs> We're so much closer to cracking this case." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she notes that he did also have a, uh, a trench coat and a book, mm-hmm. and both of those things are still missing. Um. Oh, so we do find out that one of the guys, they all blend because they all have just like guy names. One guy has a gun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is great because she's like, well, he's got a gun. And Sheriff Amos is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the best sheriff there Sir. ever was. Mm-hmm. He is. He Sir. is such a, a small town sheriff where like. You know, he grew up, you know, it's it's a town where he knows every single person by their first name. Yeah. And never has to deal with any, like, you would think he never has to deal with any real crime. Any except crime, that, except that crime happens around all the time. And he never yeah. gets better. No. <laughs> no. That guy with the gun to. was, was Carrie. Carrie Drake. Carrie. Yep. Right. Yeah. He was the one they picked up that was following them in the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so he's a jewelry salesman, and he's got a lot of expensive stuff, and so that's why he has his concealed carry, and you know he's got to be able to protect himself. That's right. I don't yeah. think how that's how any of that works, but sure, not at all. <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, all right. Well, he's got a gun. That's pretty suspicious. Mm. Not in Maine now, but sure. Okay, nineteen eighty-five sus- Maine. It would be more right. It would be more suspicious. Right. The murdered guy had a gun, a bullet hole in him. But given right. that he yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is exactly the argument he makes. He's like, I would have just shot him. Yeah, um, he made that argument the second after I thought it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm dealing. This isn't just your ordinary TV murder show. They thought this through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jessica goes back on the bus. And she realizes that's not where he was sitting. Because she was sitting in this one place, and so he was sitting right there, and oh, there's the book. All right. Now, <laughs> so it's a beat-up old book. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crime book, first of all, which is going to be a thing that I'm going to complain about in a minute. Um <laughs> Some of the pages are still uncut, which, according to the IMDb trivia, was actually not supposed to be part of the thing, but that was the prop they had. I mean, I have I have gotten books in this, the year of our Lord 2023, that have had pages uncut, so that's not... 
I mean, it just gets, it's just a mistake mm-hmm. now. Uh, they used to actually sell books like that back in the day because it was one less step because they didn't have big machines to go kashunk. Um, oh. So this book is a big deal. Um, it's a it's a first edition, and it's the only crime novel by this author. Um, now, okay. So we know that the stoner, the guy who died, had been involved in a bank robbery. The Danvers Trust something bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, that was like 15 years ago. Now, we find out that this book is actually very valuable because it's the only crime novel this guy wrote and it's a first edition. And even though the dust jacket is beat up, the inside is beautiful. Um, I don't think that a first edi- first of all, a crime novel, so that would have put it in like 1960, right? Does that math work out, right? 1970. 1970. In 1970, I feel like you weren't printing hardcover crime books. That would be your old yellow paperback, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. But even if it was, I don't think a first edition is going to be worth a lot of money in 15 years. No, even yeah. if it was like a rare limited edition printing. Yeah. Like if it was that popular and everybody liked it, they'd print more. More. Like, it's not, even in it's 1970. It's not the way it's To give enough. that perspective, this is a book that today would have been published in 2012. Yeah. Right. I got a first edition Harry Potter. Listen. Uh, who cares? I got some I got some first edition JF Dubos. And let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Hang on to them. Yeah. I got some mm-hmm. good ones. Trail kid. <laughs> so it's fine. So the the lights go out, right? Is this when the lights go out? This keeps yes. happening. Mm-hmm. And this is like a thing. This is like that classic whodunit thing, right? The lights mm-hmm. are going to go out. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I love it. Like, you well, know what's going to happen. The second the lights go out, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> is this, this is after, though, the bus driver reveal and the Steve reveal, right? Didn't both of those is happen? It? Yes. Yeah. So the okay. Steve yes. reveal. All right, all right. Steve reveal yeah. was first because Steve was our most likely suspect because he's like, I because don't want to answer sure. your questions. I'm not answering your questions. He was and then dodgy. He's like, Fine. Yeah. I will Turns answer out, your question. Steve did have a relationship with Carrie. He was he his dad was Carrie's partner, not Carrie, excuse me, uh, Stoner. Stoner. He was Stoner's yep. partner, and Steve's like, I could collect some cash and to make him tell me where the yeah. money's buried, and he he wouldn't. And then Steve was like, Okay, I didn't kill Fine. him. Linda he Blair, was a jerk. my wife. We find out he was a also. jerk, Stoner, yeah. and that's why we don't have to feel bad that he's dead now because he was. Right, jerk. Right. So that's how we get out of Steve doing it. And then the bus driver, there's the suspicion that, well, the bus driver. uh, Right, because there's the newspaper, because it's like, well, how did you know he was getting out? And it was like, well, it was in the paper. Which I carry with me in my pocket uh, when I travel. Well, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, he was, he was, I mean, he had a vested interest. That's right. Steve carried the newspaper clip in his pocket. So that was The bus driver didn't. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So we find out that he... Um, that because two people died in the robbery. One of them was Steve's father, who was one mm-hmm. of the accomplices, and then there was like a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, right. And wouldn't you know, her last name is Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mister Gibbons, you're as in trouble we now. saw earlier, the your bus driver's name is, which I've never seen changed on any bus that <laughs> I have ever been on. Uh, you don't need to know. No. Is um, well, his name is Ben Gibbons, mm-hmm. huh? Huh. I wonder, huh? Um, so we also find out about the bus, right? The bus is mm-hmm. not really broken. Yeah, it's been yeah. sabotaged. Uh, we know that because Sheriff Amos drove a bus for his summer before he joined the force. Of course, <laughs> look, he's got to be useful somehow in this episode. Somehow, right? this mm-hmm. is his one thing. Um. <laughs> And so it finds out the the damper switch had been had been switched, and the only way to because that's when the engine gets away from you, and you just kill it, and then you got to go in and reset it. Mm-hmm. And the the argument from the bus driver was like, "Well, my toolbox was out; anybody could have taken it." And the the argument is, "No, you would have to use a long tool, like say a very long screwdriver, which you mm-hmm. definitely only have one of in your toolbox, and of so course. it never left your side, and you stabbed him." 
He's like, yep. I did, I did stab I totally stabbed that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Jessica pops up. Jessica? Wait, uh, Jessica? Yeah. Jessica pops yeah. up. And mm-hmm. she's all like, well, you might have wished you killed him, but he was already dead. Already dead. Dun, dun, dun. And I know that because blood. There's no blood on the screwdriver. There's to which no blood. Gordon's and I was fisherman like... sits it down and is like, ooh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, at w- at, so when does Carrie get... St- this Before... is our second episode... This yes. is our second episode in the row where in a row where we get the line it's only a flesh wound. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, I thought was shot. pretty good. He gets shot later cuz remember he's working on the the ham radio the or the CB, CB radio. in the yeah, office yeah, yeah. when he's confronted yep. by Jessica about what do you do? You left your briefcase in the in the, out there with yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody with like sticky fingers or ba- deep pockets could have taken it. Yeah, and then we learn that he's like a cop following Stoner because he wants to make sure he doesn't do shenanigans, or he wants to lead him to the no, money. He's, no, yeah, because he's, he's yeah. from the trust. He's from the the Danvers Trust. That's yep. right. He's gonna follow um, Stoner to the hidden money. Yeah, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. get the money back for the bank. Yeah, because that that's what you do. He's got his so gun and everything. Ago. He's right. like a it was almost half a million dollars, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why. So this, at this point, the CB radio is together and not, not broken into pieces. So okay, now yeah. I think we're at the point where the lights turn off. The lights go out. Okay. Yeah. So two things happen by the time the lights come back on. There's a shot in the back, yeah. which is oh no, mm-hmm. um, and also the book is gone. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, okay, so Carrie got shot. It's okay. It's just a flesh wound. Check that yeah. one off. Um, don't say it. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then uh, he'll he'll be fine. But he didn't see who it was. They came up behind him. Mm-hmm. He he missed it. And so working out some timelines, they realized that well, whoever whoever attacked Carrie couldn't have also taken the book because it couldn't be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jessica says, well, it could have gone into a very large knitting bag. Oh, and, looking at uh, you, Blanche. Yeah. And she's like, there's no way. And her husband's like, just let her make a fool of herself and look. Yeah. And, oh, the no. Bag. The book's there. Um, so we find out that the book is not... The book is worth two thousand dollars, which it it's not. There's no way. There's yeah, that's, that's <laughs> there's no five thousand seven hundred and six dollars in today money. Yeah, there's no way that it would like certainly not. And uh, with the first of all, the ratty old dust jacket. No, it's mm-hmm. not going to do it. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so like Jessica says, some of the books, some of the pages haven't even been cut. So he definitely he got it when he went in, and he definitely didn't get it for reading but he kept it with him she's so wily oh, yeah, she's real good. this was a real smart move so, i was like this i'm a i'm just gonna file this one away this yeah. was my one question do you get to take a book into prison when you go like is that allowed <laughs> well it would have been in his personal effects when he was arrested and they okay, that's my question back. was it was it just yeah. his he had it on he would have had it on him when he was arrested and, and maybe they, maybe the, in maybe in nineteen seventies, they were like, "Yeah, here, take your book," because mm-hmm. it was pretty ratty. Because I feel like if yeah. he had just bought it, it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks in the spine of the book and hidden because there's a gap. If mm-hmm. you look at a look at a hardcover book, there's a gap between the pages and the and the outside. Um, she finds a safe deposit box key. That's so good. Sweet. It's I'm real good. I remember that. Where to I hide know, stuff. I now feel like you got to go to Jessica's house and start shaking her heart covers. <laughs> right. I no. feel like there's probably some stuff hidden in there. Um, I do have one of those book safes, though. Oh, those are cool, good. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Yeah. I have one that it was given to me, and I've also made one. Yeah, nice. I've made one, too, nice. where you glue all the pages and then yeah, you like, yeah. hollow out the mm-hmm. middle. That takes forever. Yep. forever. It's very misleading. 
Because they're like, oh, you make yeah. this, look at this crap, crafty panda or whatever the devil yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Five minute crafts. No. Like, none of these things take five minutes. No. This is like no. seven days, you know? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> that one step you took was five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, now we know about where the money is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm very much blanking on how this all gets wrapped R- up the because Gorton's oh, because we know too. he's already yeah. Oh, right. So we're wrapping up uh, Carrie's arm, mm-hmm. and he comes to help, and he's like, "Let me help, because because when you're on the sea, it's just you and the sea. <laughs> yep. and you gotta, you gotta take care." By of the each way, other. did I mention that I'm a fisherman? Because I'm, I'm a fisherman. I'm a fisherman from See Gloucester. My, hat and my turtle deck. You can tell because I look just I'm like the statue there. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, to Jim's costume shop and bought the fisherman getup. Yeah. Um. So. Well, so he. But he didn't uh, tie the right kind of knot. He yeah. didn't tie a granny knot instead of a square knot. Should have tied a square knot. Should have rookie knot. mistake. Because if there's one thing sailors know, it might be the only thing they know. They know knots. It's knots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they and know the knots. Sea. <laughs> yeah. And the but sea. But this one knew not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew not how to knot. He cannot knot, you may say. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so... Clearly must be him, right? Looking at this oh, yeah. episode duration, and we're like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. here we go. Got we're him. Getting... I even wrote in all oh. caps, the sailor did it. Because at one point, my theory was Jane did it. Because it's sure. Linda Blair. What, you yeah. just going to have her on the right. just TV program <clears throat> nope. in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Look at that yeah. red herring. Like, that was a big deal. Because I was yeah. like, oh, well, Steve didn't do it. But then Jane was probably ticked. That Steve didn't get the money and was like, I'll show him because I'm having a baby or whatever. And then it was like, murder. And no, none of that was the case. Definitely fantastic misdirection. Um, so that there's a lot of whiplashing back and forth between like, well, it's clearly this guy, and here's this case that I've laid out, and it's clearly this guy, and everybody gets on board and goes, yes, it's that guy. And then she goes, it's like the Columbo one more thing, but. Just, but totally different. Just mm-hmm. to derail where we've gone. Like the Columbo, oh, one God. more thing is when like the we'll get to it eventually, I'm sure. But the bad guy mm-hmm. thinks they're about to get away with whatever they've done, mm-hmm. and then he nails you. This is like the opposite, reverse similar, Columbo. But it's the like, yeah, the like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. we've got this buttoned up. Yeah, a bubble luck, you might say, reverse yeah. Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love I love Jessica saying it like saying something about like you were right and I should have seen this from the beginning and then comes oh, out yeah. and was like here's everything yeah because yeah. Amos had nailed uh, had had called it you know early on that it was it was the bus driver mm-hmm. and yeah Jessica proved I knew that a half hour ago why didn't you ta- what yeah right because he was already dead. Um, and so we find out, cause so, so he was already dead. He was strangled. Oh, but it turns out it was the bus driver mm-hmm. after all. Um, and he strangled him in a fit of, in a, in a, you know, it was, it was a crime of passion and, and he strangled him. And then this was actually kind of smart. I feel like. Um, because then he stabbed him after he was already dead. He knew he was already dead and he stabbed him and then confessed to the stabbing, knowing that the coroner would be like, well, he didn't die. He was already dead Mm -hmm. when you stabbed him. Mm -hmm. He was, he was strangled, but there was grease on his collar. Yeah, man. It's always something. And that's not coming out. No. No, no blood, but grease. But it's it's um, a very, you're right, it's a very clever way to go about it. And that was the thing with this episode that I really liked was the mystery itself was well written. The whole yeah. whodunit, mm-hmm. there was lots of great misdirection. And the whole idea of like, no, he probably could have gotten away with this by confessing to the murder. Right. 
Mm -hmm. like, right. I love that. That was great. That was it's really good. Super cool. I've never seen that done before, and I was really excited about it. But it also brought up a legal conundrum of mine. If you stab mm -hmm. a man who's already dead with intent to kill, are you still in trouble? Or did I feel you just like get it's lucky? not great. <laughs> not a good look. I feel like it's not great. Like I feel like you're still at least in for assault. Necro assault? Uh, <laughs> like is that a thing? Necro I don't know. It depends. I think it depends on how good your lawyer is. Yeah. I I, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go find a lawyer willing and to then we go that to stupid Matlock. question. Yeah, right. Yeah, then the Matlock comes along. Yeah, I just need to. I need to know this for my own curiosity. If you're a lawyer, and those were the days, audience. Yeah. If I stab a dead body with intent to kill it, <laughs> but it's already dead, how much jail am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> just, just for knowledge. Yeah, no. just need to know. Just, just noting. Just for no reason. Yeah. Um. Don't worry about it. So the next morning, they're gonna. Uh, Sheriff Amos and, and Jessica are going to head back to, uh, I cannot remember for the Cabot Cove. Cabot Cove. Um, and because, you know, the, the thing's over. They missed the whole thing. And so he'd given a call in and he was like, oh, you know, they really, you know, they really were disappointed. They didn't get to hear you speak. And I, I wanted to go. I knew that feeling about that drawing about the, about the big screen TV. She's like, oh. But I mean, no matter how good it was, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get about it. It was my name. Nah, I also don't think they're getting now. a 1985 big screen TV home in the car that they were no. originally no. traveling in. No. No. And by the way, they clearly, I mean, they all look fairly rested. They must be sleeping in the hotel on the second floor of the kitchen. I was about to say, it's, the, it's the, inn, the inn across the street, mm -hmm. which Ralph somehow also runs. <laughs> uh, but he sent, the, he sent the, the help and went home. Right. It's just Ralph. It's just the whole town is just Ralph. Yeah. He serves and he runs across. Well, who are you fine people? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you Ding. before. My name's oh. Balf. Yeah, he's yes. on like a cat. Yeah. He's got a new hat. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the the character in Thimbleweed Park. Yeah, the sheriff. Yes. And mm -hmm. Oh, welcome to Reno. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, the uh, the five hundred thousand dollars that uh, Stoner and his buddies uh, stole yeah. in, in which yeah. would have been in 1970 because it's 15 right. years he's been in jail. Ooh. Right. Just shy of four million dollars today. Holy, that that's pretty impressive. Heist. No, they they pulled. Only off a got big fifteen one. years for it, though. Only fifteen years. Yeah. Good behavior. When there was, was also death involved. Yeah, yeah. There was a murder, yeah. and then there were two murders. One of an two. innocent bystander, and then the guy's also a turd because he was mean to everybody. And he didn't show remorse for Gibbons' daughter, which is why Gibbons killed him in the first yeah. place. Gibbons yeah. wasn't out to kill the guy. No, he just got upset because you know this is the man that killed his daughter. He's one to say, "Hey, man." That sucks what you did. And then the guy was just like, whatever, dude. I don't care. Dead girls, blah. And then Gibbons was like, oh, I'm look, Gibbons is walking mm -hmm. out. I'm just so saying. So now here's my question, though. Was the real bus driver actually sick? Mm -hmm. Or did Gibbons or did kill him, Gibbon, too? Like, did, well, no, not necessarily. But, like, <laughs> did Gibbons take this shift on purpose? He, like he had to have, he right? To he, said, he said, yeah. he oh, he said okay. that he switched. Right, I that. Yeah, he switched okay, he routes switches. with the regular okay. driver. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, he was going to confront the guy to for closure, you know, sure. and then I think he had a fit of rage. And, yeah. like, no jury's going to convict this guy. He's going to take six months. He's going to get out of there. He's going to go. Um, Jessica even says that. Going to go to the hospital. To, to Amos. She's like, or to, uh, to, yeah. um, not Amos, uh, little, uh, little guy. Um, Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. 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 She says, you know, well, if he's got a good enough lawyer, they can probably plead temporary insanity, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah very yeah, sympathetically, yeah. like, he probably should get it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 That guy Spend some time in a, in a mental hospital, and as long as it's not Danvers State, you're probably yeah. doing all right. I got so a quick that. answer to oh. the dead corpse stabbing. Uh, Dress says that it varies by state, but it could count as a felony uh, to stab a dead person. Uh, includes prison and fines. Thanks, Dress, for looking that there up for go. us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Adi, I didn't mean to step on you there. 
<laughs> no, I was just going to say, of all the things that we get completely wrapped up, the one thing we don't find out is where the money actually was. Where is that safe yeah. deposit box? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not that that's that important, but I was just like, come on. At least have Jessica look at the key and like, oh, this is a safe deposit box. It's a blah, 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 because I looked it mm-hmm. up or did, you know, investigating on some novel or something. Yeah. I mean, presumably she's going to give it to um, to Carrie, who yeah, works for the probably. bank. Mm-hmm. So they'll just get their $4 million back. Would you steal $4 million and hide it in a bank in a safe deposit? That seems very opposite of the normal move, too. Like, don't you... Bury four million dollars in a hollowed out tree stump or something. Yeah, like, usually going like he's like stealing from the bank and then turning back around like a week later. He's <laughs> like, I'd like to open a checking like account. A checking yeah. account. <laughs> Here's all just, of my you, identification papers. You steal it from one bank and then deposit it in the bank next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they don't care. That's the way to do it. I mean, they're not supposed to know what's in your safety deposit box anyway. But if you walk right, in right. with a Monopoly Uncle Pennybag yeah, like, size bag mm-hmm. of cash. <laughs> they might be a little, little. Uh, they might want to know. Or no, just, you, yeah. you deliver it. You you roll it and put it in a pill bottle. You know. Yeah. And then just make <laughs> weekly visits. Just to your a lot of a lot of cans of Heinz baked beans. Yeah. Just, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> the old yeah. you ban coffee cans. What's yeah. <laughs> so that, that was murder. She wrote. I had a wonderful time. I was very excited, and I enjoyed it very much. And I want to know if you boys also enjoyed it. I feel like you did. Uh, Steven, how do you feel um, about Murder, oh, She Wrote? I'm all in on this show. I would watch. I want to watch more. I loved her. I loved people. I love Tom mm-hmm. Bosley for multiple reasons. I mean, I'm yeah. in. Totally in. All day. How about you, Adi? Absolutely. This was great. And I've got to say, we haven't. We didn't talk about it specifically, but the one thing that stood out to me the most is how much Angela Lansbury's acting as Jessica Fletcher as the absolute smartest person in the room without being condescending at all. Yeah. Like, I understand why this show lasted so long, because she was the coolest, super smart person around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Trav? 100%. I'm all in. Uh, You know, it... It's it's really cool to me to have like murder mysteries that are the polar opposite in tone of what we've been watching, yeah. and th- it's so good. It, this is probably of the four episodes we did for this month. This is easily the best single episode, and we were picking like top episodes of Magnum PI and Rockford Files. This one is probably the best episode that we watched. It's just, it's just yeah, fantastic. hands down. It's real mm-hmm. good. Hands it's down. Good it's the goat for the month. Easy. So that wraps up Private Investigators, which I'm sure we'll get back to at some point. Um, but now as we are deep into, already deep into spooky season, we have decided that this year we're going to do Twilight Zone. Which is why none of you voted because we we decided we're doing Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's right. Because um, it's our show, darn it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Travis, you are... First up, what do we got? So picking a Twilight Zone episode to go over is virtually impossible uh, to just pick one. But what I ended up going with was uh, an episode. Let me see if I can find the title of it again. Uh, Twi- it is an episode starring Telly Savalas, uh, which drew me to it. Yes. And it is called... It's from season five, episode six, Living Doll. I figure spooky oh, season, so what's scarier than a creepy doll that talks to you? Very little. And Very is little. it real or is it all in his head? We don't know, but it's got Telly Savalas, whose stepdaughter has this doll. She's the talking Tina doll. And it starts uh, saying stuff like, I hate you and I'm going to kill you. And it's voiced by June Foray. So it's that okay. is what we're going to start off with is... Season 5, Episode 6, Living Doll. I'm already scared. I'm already <laughs> regretting this decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, what have you fine. done, Amy? Everything's great. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. This everybody. was your idea. It was. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Did <laughs> we get any feedback this week? Did anybody uh, look? My mom watched the show. Uh, hold on. I've got, a, I've got a little bit of feedback. We don't have any emails. I have okay. feedback from Ashley. Uh, my co-host on Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, who uh, her sister, who I'm married to, 
uh, said that uh, they watched it all the time as a kid. And she's like, I actually love this show. So I texted her. I said, yes. you remember it? She said, I remember the relaxed and pleasant feeling it gave to me as I watched <laughs> it as a kid. Which is kind of odd when you think about it, because it's a relaxing show about murder. I said, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing wait, with, like, true this crime. This is Ashley saying this? People yes. now. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, but we didn't, no, we didn't get any, um, we didn't get any emails yeah. this week. But uh, I'm sure we will get some, because we're going to tell them where to email us, right? Someone is. Yeah, those yes. were the uh, day those, show those... at gmail.com. Yeah, those were the day show at gmail.com. Uh, and we are Thursday show on X Twitter. X Twitter. I always mm. spell with E X Twitter. Is <laughs> <laughs> how that works. And maybe we'll be somewhere else at some point. Yeah. Probably. We'll see. I should or blue sky invite myself. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're around. We're um, around places. And so, uh, thank you all for joining us. For me, for Stephen, for Audie, and for Travis. This has been Those Were the Days. Have a good night. Yeah.